Oh, that music gives me goosebumps. That beautiful master's theme song written by Dave Loggins. I believe a cousin of Kenny Loggins for those of us of the age. And uh, it's a pleasure to go live to Augusta National. Bob Herrig from ESPN, good morning. Hello there, how are you? Well, we are in action. The game is on, Bob, and what an amazing and emotional ceremony this morning uh, with Lee Elder um, and Jack Nicholas and Gary Player at the ceremonial tee shot, opening tee shot. And thank you, ESPN, for covering it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was pretty nice. Pretty so nice. special, and, right? Uh, yeah, it was great. It was nicely handled, and um, uh, I'm uh, I'm just really glad that uh, that they were able to do something like that. You know, it was just, it's uh, it's amazing where we are in the world right now, and that you know that that you know we still need to recognize things like that. So it was good that they handled it in the manner they did. Among some other, you know, uh, news-breaking uh, stories, um, uh, we'll get to Tiger in a moment, but Fred Ridley, the chairman of Augusta National, addressing the Georgia voting law yesterday in his, you know, Augusta uh, annual press conference. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, obviously it's a controversial issue, and they're in the middle of it because um, because of who they are. You know, they're they have big influence. They and, and you know, as I pointed out in the story I wrote, they have donated substantial funds in the community to uh, issues involving you know uh, predominantly black neighborhoods. They they have they are going to start a women's golf program at Payne College, which is a predominantly black school, and annually endow a scholarship in Lee Elder's name for both for one woman and one man per year. Uh, so, but I mean, just think to start a golf program, you have to hire a coach, you have to hire an assistant, you probably need a van, you need the, obviously the players, so you've got to have um, recruiting. Uh, the yeah, the scholarship money, a travel budget, you need equipment, you need a facility to use. You know, you need some place to practice. And I remember in November when when Ridley was asked, Fred Ridley was asked about it, somebody said, um, well, what is involved in, in how much does it cost to start a, a golf program? And he said, you know, look, to be honest with you, I don't know how much it costs, but, but whatever it costs is what we're going to do. And so it's, you know, it, it, they they are – supportive of these causes in the community. They're very big, they got very big into testing and vaccine uh, locations here. Um, so, but on the other side was is this voting issue that, of course, is believed to make it harder for for some some areas of people to, to vote. I think that's fairly obvious. You know, some people want to argue with me on that, but. You know, look. The reason that that, that 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 there's there's so much pushback on that is, you know, disadvantaged people, some people of color, um, you know, they can't vote whenever the times are. They need the drop boxes. They need as many locations as possible. They need mail-in 
uh, balance, what have you. And when you you diminish that, it's viewed as trying to make it harder to vote. And so the club did not condemn that. They basically said what you think they need to say, which is, hey, look, we, we believe everyone should have the right to vote and it shouldn't be difficult and all that. So kind of have those those things butting heads a little bit. But, look, it's it's okay. And, and I guess the backdrop to that is is that Rob Manfred, the baseball commissioner who, you know, they're pulling the All-Star game out of here. Um, yeah, out of Atlanta. You know, he, he, right, out of Atlanta, and it's going to Colorado. You know, he's, he's an Augusta National member. So, like, he might actually be in conflict with with his own club's ah, policy. Interesting. So, but, but, you know, look, it's it's – these guys here weren't going to solve it, and it's a uh, 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 it's an issue that was clearly going to come up. And you know, I I think thankfully now we're on to the golf, and 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 it, it wasn't going to that issue was not going to get resolved one way or the other yesterday. Well, before we get to the golf, because round one has begun, um, the news yesterday uh, that Tiger Woods. Accident was caused by excessive speed, and what really struck me, Bob, was the report that he hit a tree at 75 miles per hour. I mean, how how he's alive, I mean, it just took my breath away. You know, it really is. When you, when you consider that, you consider the speed that he hit the tree, and the fact, and you look at the car, you know, I, I really, look, we can speculate what caused it, all this stuff, this, people want to get into the weeds about it. He's just incredibly lucky to be alive. Sure is. You know, and, and it's, uh, it's very sad that it, that it came down that way. I, I, you know, it's just an awful, awful thing. But um, he's alive. He's got a chance to recover. Um, it's going to take a long time. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of speculation as to what kind of shape he was in, but the bottom line is, is, is uh, you know, it could have been horribly worse, and uh, thank goodness that it wasn't. Well, um, Rory McIlroy had a chance to go visit Tiger uh, before he came to Augusta, and what I love about the three days before the lead-up to round one of the Masters, and golf fans, I'm sure, appreciate this too, Bob, as well as the media, is we get these sit-downs in the press room with so many players and, you know, get such good, uh, you know, comments and look inside their heads. And I thought it was incredible when Rory ex- shared about seeing Tiger's uh, trophy case of all of his majors sitting in his house, and he asked him where the other ones were, and he said, you know, some of them are at my mom, some are in my office, and the others, you know, wherever. And I think that right. was an eye-opener to Rory. Don't you? No doubt. I thought it was a terrific story. Just a great story. Rory's great. But, I mean... To ask Tiger, well, where are all the other trophies? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, some are in my mom, some are in the office, you know. And then Roy taken out of that. What I care about is majors. You know, is, the, is the majors? Yeah, you know. And he wasn't hasn't won Rory, which still is just remarkable since 2014. 
I think maybe that shook up some cobwebs, don't you think? No doubt. Yep, no doubt. I hope it spurs him on. You know, okay. he, he was my pick this week. Uh, I just went off the radar with a guy because I just thought he's not that far off. And, and I realize there's been a lot of angst about him lately, but I think he's, I think, you know, may, maybe that's the sort of thing you needed. Maybe, uh, maybe some perspectives like that, you know? So, uh, but it's a great story. I, I thought it was terrific that he told it. Yeah. Um, so, my gosh, uh, uh, you've got so many great stories on ESPN.com. Uh, and I'm looking right now at the list of guys who could win, and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling, Bob. It goes on and on, but um, a few that uh, I haven't touched on since my earlier podcast, and I want to just, you know, get some thoughts from you. Of course, you know, the other big story, John Rahm, now a baby daddy uh, to a beautiful boy, coming back just has that glow, doesn't he? Sure does. Makes life pretty nice for him, I think. And I think the big question for him now is, is did he have enough time to prepare or does it matter? You know, I think it would have been worse for him to come here and the baby hadn't been born yet and you're wondering and you're out there on the course, hey, is she trying to reach me? You know, that would have been distracting. Now he's had the baby, a couple days at home, got here late, hadn't practiced much. But sometimes, you know, be, beware of that golfer, you know. Sometimes those guys are the ones who who put it all together because their mind is clear and they didn't overdo it. Well, he's had three straight top tens at Augusta. And let's just uh, face it, some um, green jacket royalty in the likes of the Spaniards that have come before him, most recently Sergio, Alathabal, Seve. I mean, you know, there's something special in the ethers there at the Masters. No question. Yeah. You know, it's got a good little pipeline there, and I'm sure that gives him a spur also. And obviously he can talk to both of them here. They're both here. Uh, Alathabal and Sergio are here this week. So, uh, you know, I, I, if, if everything had been normal, I would really thought he's a great, great chance to win. Um, the, the baby issue makes you wonder about it just a hair. And so it puts a, a little bit of doubt in there. But he's certainly got the game. And as you noted, three straight top tens, he's, fig- he's kind of figured the place out already. You know, in four attempts, he has three top tens. Uh, and, you know, Dustin Johnson played the course five times about a top ten, and then his last five are all the top tens, including the win. So it took him a while. You know, he's, and he's got a similar game, a long hitter, you know, should be able to dominate the car fives. So for a while, I think that's a really good sign, you know, that he's kind of dialed in already. Well, let's talk about uh, some medium young guys. Xander Shoffley, he's been close. Um He's been runner-up eight times since his win at the Century Tournament of Champions in January 2019, including a tie for second at the 2019 Masters, for those of us that have COVID memory loss. <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, yeah, is it is it Xander's time? You know, it's funny. He hasn't been talked about much because it's been a while since he's won. I know. I think he's under the radar, you know, and he's, yeah. uh, you know, 
lurking in the in the weeds there. He is, and uh, I happen to think that uh, that you know you're you're onto something there with him. I mean, you have to kind of throw November out. I think in, in retrospect now, golf course is nothing like it is now. It, it, and, it, and really, it's nothing like it even plays when it's soft in April. You go back two years, and Xander was right there. And he's had a couple of close calls in majors, and he's actually had a couple of close calls in, in uh, tournaments. And so, um, you know, it, 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 the, the thing that I can, I'm concerned about is it, does he press? Because, you know... I think it would have been helpful for him to have won once or twice in the last six months. It's been a while since he's won at all. And that, uh, you know, you hope that doesn't get in the way. Well, speaking of getting in the way, can Tony Finau get out of his own way, Bob? He has two top tens and three starts at Augusta National. Boy, we so want this guy to break through, don't we? I know. We talk about it every week, it seems. He needs to, to win anywhere, yeah. Well, sometimes and, uh, there's some magic at Augusta, right? No doubt, no doubt. We've seen but, it you know, You're pointing out there's just a lot of great stories, and uh, uh, I, I, I think it kind of makes the tournament really wide open. How about Westwood? He's got his son on the bag this week as his caddy, uh, which, you know, normally he has his fiance who has been certainly, I think, doing a fantastic job. As we know, Westy has been playing some of his best golf, soon to turn 48, and he'd be breaking Jack Nicklaus's record of winning at 46. Too much pressure? Um, no, I think he's in a perfect spot. You know, I, I don't know that people expect it at this point. Um, and if he can just... Just go with that same attitude that we've seen out of him the last month or six weeks. It's really great. So, um, uh, and as you noted, his son's on the back. I think he does well with either one of them. You know, they, they put him in a good spot. He had a good line about that, you know, I think at the Players' Championship. I've been around long enough to, to know, you know, that what I need and don't need from a caddy. And so for them, it's more about keeping – Keeping them loose. Uh, yeah, keeping them loose. They talk. They have a good time. And uh, I like that attitude. I think that's a good way to approach it. Uh, I do, too. And, um, well, who's somebody that's on your radar that might be, a, you know, we always look for some dark horses, right? Or, uh, you know, somebody that uh, is not on the radar. Yeah, you know, because we've talked about so many of the big names, um, and in the, know, in the younger pack, let's say, let's let's look right. at that. You got Colin. Of course, these are dark horses, but you've got Colin Morikawa, who won his PGA Championship. Can he back it up? Um, you've got Sung J M, who played well in November. However, again, very different conditions. I'm tend to thinking it's gonna take a seasoned guy this week, don't you? Yeah, because they haven't played the greens the way they are right now. They're going to be this way probably at least through Friday. They're going to be firm and fast, and, you know, they look a little brownish. Yeah, they were saying you know? they, they're playing as fast as a Sunday already. Right. And, you know, who knows what the rain might do over the weekend. But for right now, it's going to be tough. And, you know, if you don't figure it out in the next two days, you're going to be gone. 
So I tend to agree. I think somebody who's, who's been here a little bit and seen some of it before is better off. Um, now, look, uh, Ridley said, which was a great comment, they said he doesn't think it's been this firm since 2013. So, you know, that's eight years ago when Adam, the year Adam Scott won. And, um, you know, it's a pretty, uh, pretty good point. So, uh, so uh, you know, um, can, yeah, can, can these guys adjust? You know, there's, it's tough when you see a, a ball hit the green and bounce five feet in the air and you thought you hit a good shot and it rolls over the back. You know, and that's, that's sort of what they're looking for, what some of these guys are going to be looking at. Well, that makes me think of somebody like Bubba. If we start to look at repeaters, Bubba Watson, um, I don't know who else I would put in that space. Adam Scott, for sure. Right. That, that you know, perhaps uh, might maybe a multiple winner. I think, you know, we haven't talked about Patrick Reed much, but I think he's a, a, a you know, a guy who um, – you know, I think we underestimate a little bit. He played pretty well around here at times, and and uh, I think uh, I think there's something to be said for that too. You know, and, uh, and I don't he's know got a play. lot of a lot of work on his game, working with Ledbetter now. Uh, right. Looks like he lost a little weight too. Maybe uh, getting a little thinner, Patrick. Um, you know, and and he loves the challenge. We know that. No question. So. I mean, really, I think it's pretty wide open. I think there's about 18 guys that could probably win, and maybe five more that we're not thinking of who could who could be uh, who could have an impact as well. I've heard people mentioning Ian Poulter in the mix, um, Henrik Stenson, you know, some some guys that we know if if their um, irons are uh, are on that uh, that that could be the key because getting it you know close to the pin is just as important as uh, as the putting, Bob, for sure. That's no doubt. It's it's all of it, you know. You can't just bomb it out there. You've got to hit the iron shots. You can't just hit the iron shots. you got to make the putts. Um, you're going to miss some greens, so you better get it up and down, you know. So there's all kinds of factors in play here, and I think that's what makes it so cool. It sure does. Well, round one is on it's way, Bob. We appreciate so much your time, and I know there's wall-to-wall coverage on ESPN TV as well as ESPN.com, and uh, can't can't wait to uh, to see the coverage later today. Thanks always for your time, Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Thank you, my friend. Thanks a lot. Be well.